This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. This, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a series, um, and the title of it is Friendship with the Holy Spirit. And uh, we just got done uh, going through uh, Easter, uh, Resurrection Sunday. And one of the main things that Jesus went to the cross for, yes, was to save us, amen, to purge our sins, um, to uh, give us uh, eternal life. But another thing uh, Jesus came to do was to send the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, the Holy, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I don't know where I'd be at, amen? amen. And the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. And uh, I believe it's going to be good. And then next week, we're going to continue on, on the Holy Spirit. Uh, today, it's friendship with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit and power next week. And I think you guys are going to be blessed by that. And on 2 Corinthians 13 and, and verse 14 in the message, it says here, The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, Amen. So we got to get an understanding of God's, of Jesus' grace in our life, Jesus' grace and truth, the extrav- extra, uh, extravagant love of God. We got to get a revelation of how God loves us. Amen. And I'm telling you, you get that revelation of how much God loves you. I'm telling you, you're going to be, you're going to be walking in high faith. Amen. Because the enemy's always working against us in that area. And, uh, and then uh, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And this is a salutation from Paul. So he's, he's saying the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. How many con- people consider yourself a friend of God? Amen? Amen? We're not only sons and daughters, but we're friends. And Jesus even said that to his disciples. He said, I don't just call you servants. I call you friends. Amen. And so, so my main job uh, today is to... Uh, uh, help you understand the Holy Spirit and His function and how He operates in our lives today. And let's look at John 14, 15 through 18. And uh, this is a really good passage here. It says, if you love me, this is Jesus speaking, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you and I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So we see here that this is the promise of, of the Holy Spirit really invading this earth. You know, I, I think about this and I may hit on it next week, but when Jesus went to the cross and he said it was finished, Something happened. Uh, do you remember that an earthquake uh, started, uh, you know, it was an earthquake. It started trembling, amen? And, uh, and it said that the, um, where the Holy of Holies, there was a thick curtain, and said that Holy of Holies, it was rent from top to bottom. Now, we understand this, that it took, you know, priests, the high priests, to go into the Holy of Holies to get into the presence of God. And so I really believe that this signifies this veil being torn is that God is not going to be in in a tabernacle anymore. God's not going to be in a box anymore. No, no, God's going to be released. Hallelujah. And I'm talking to anybody today. And he's being released upon us and in us. 
Can I, can I get a witness in the house today? And I'm telling you, the only reason why you're, you're saved today is because the Holy Spirit drew you by, uh, by the Spirit, amen, into the kingdom of God, started revealing to you truth, amen. And so we see this, and I love this because helper, you can actually break that down because, you know, uh, in the Amplified, John 14, 16, Amplified, uh, John 14, verse 16, it says, I'll ask you the Father and he will give you another helper, and, and so they amplify this out, uh, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby to be with you forever. So, so we see here that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He will help us in everything we need help in. Glory to God. Now, what, what we need to do is we need to be asking for help. Oh, I'm preaching today. In other words, in, before we start a project, before we start doing something, uh, ask God to help you. Amen. A lot of times we just don't pray before we get started in doing things. And so we need to ask God to help us. And then, you know, sometimes we're in turmoil, amen? And, uh, and, and, and the Holy Spirit wants to keep us in a, he's our comforter. So, so a lot of times the Holy Spirit will give us a word in due season to bring us comfort. Have you ever had a word in due season and you're dealing with some issues, you're dealing with some problems and, uh, and that word lifted you up? Yeah. Glory to God. And then he's our advocate. He's the one that stands beside us. He's, he, he's, he's the one that, that helps us fight the good fight of faith. He's our intercessor um, and he helps us pray. He's our counselor. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. He's our strengthener. Amen. And, uh, and he's our standby. So we see that. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is called Ruach. And, and Ruach means the wind or the breath of God, or you could say the life of God. Amen. You know, Jesus said, I came that you may have life. And that word life, you could break that down. And it's, 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 the word is zoe. Amen. And so God wants us to live that zoe life. If I'm talking to anybody today. In other words, we shouldn't be down, depressed Christians. Hey, glory to God. No, if you're saved, amen, on your way to heaven, glory to God, you should be excited, amen, about your walk with God. Only reason why we're down or depressed, because we're focused too much on the storms of life. And we need to be focused on the promises of God. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so we see this, that, that the Holy Spirit is likened to, to, to win. Um, uh, and uh, in Genesis 1-2, it says here, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we see here that, that, the, that we believe that that's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit works the same way. He hovers over an unbeliever. Amen. Uh, unbeliever, you know, people may, you may be praying for people in your family. And when you're praying for people in your family, you're actually sending the Holy Spirit to hover over your family members to draw them. Am I talking to anybody today? Uh, that's what the Holy Spirit did with us. He hovered over us. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And, 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 and he drew us by his spirit. That's why it's important to be praying. Amen. And look at your neighbor and say, keep praying. 
And so we see here that the characteristic of the Holy Spirit is that, that it's like he's like a wind. And so he's liking a wind that's unseen. You cannot see the wind, but you can uh, feel the effects of the wind. We can't always see the Holy Spirit, but we can sense when he's in the room. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You can sense the presence of God just in church. I remember I came to church one time, went to this one church. And this is why I was backslidden at that time. I went to this one church and I felt the Holy Spirit. And then I went to this other church and it was packed out and I didn't feel any Holy Spirit. <laughs> it was like nothing. It was like no, it was nothing. Maybe I, maybe I didn't have the grace to be there. But uh, this other place, it, you could tell that place was baptized in prayer. Amen. And so, so you, can, you can tell the Holy Spirit, when you come into a place, you can sense His presence, and, and that presence will change us. Say, I'm in a process of change. So one of the greatest ways that, that we sense His presence is through heartfelt praise and worship. That's the reason why we have this beautiful worship team here, uh, the Triumphant Trio, and, uh, and the reason why we have them here is so we can create an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit, amen, to move, glory to God, so, so that, that He can impact each one of our lives. Amen. So how are we going to maintain? If you're going to uh, sense the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, uh, how to maintain that Spirit-filled life? I like this in Colossians 3, 12 and 17 through 17. Colossians 3, 12 through 17. Uh, this is Apostle Paul. He says, Therefore, as the elect God of holy and beloved put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, or patience, bearing with one another, forgiving, with, forgiving one another. So we see here, uh, Paul is saying, If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful that the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father of our Lord, through him. Well, that's a lot. To, that's a lot he, he said in this in the, in these in this passage. But what he's saying is that we need to be putting on tender mercies and kindness and humility. If we're going to walk in the presence of the Holy Spirit, we got to put on love. We got to be thankful. I'm telling you, we got to we we got to get in a, in a place where we have a heart of gratitude. Amen. And sometimes it's hard. Anybody dealing with any issues in here? And sometimes you just, it's hard just to be thankful. It's hard to be praiseful. It's, it, it, sometimes it's difficult. And he's saying here uh, in, in this passage that we need to be, you know, you know spirit, uh, singing hymns and spiritual songs. How many people are doing that every day? Yeah, I got a quiet church today. You know. You know, and uh, I remember I used to go to school. This is uh, when I was going to Bible school and I'd be singing a song going to Bible school. I was excited about Bible school and I would be singing a song and I would say, this is the day 
This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Now, remember that old song? That's a great song. And I'd be singing something like that, and then I'd have other students listen to me, and they would start singing with me. And I'm telling you, it's like one of those videos, you know, how... You ever watch these videos where these singers get in there and start singing in some some place, right? And why? Because I'm telling you, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be full of life. You're going to be full of joy. And people are going to want that joy that you have. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We need it. We need the joy of the Lord in our lives. And in Ephesians 5, 18, 21, it says, Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So, you know, I'm going to say this, wine is, is you know, uh, God doesn't want us, get, you know, getting our fix with wine or any, anything. He wants, getting our, our, we, he wants us being filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit is, is likened to new wine, glory to God. And, and, and I'm telling you, you can get so f- full of the Holy Spirit, you can start laughing. You can start dancing. You can start running around the church. Amen. Don't all do that at once. Amen. You can get so full of the Holy Spirit. You don't need regular wine. Amen. He says, be filled with the Spirit. Speak into one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody in your heart, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So we see here giving thanks is a key uh, indication that if you're a person that gives thanks, you're a person that, that has gratitude, that's thankful amen that means that you're not you're not criticizing you're not looking at all the reasons why things aren't working you're not minimizing things no you're giving praise i thank god for you today you know i i could i could be a pastor and say well okay I, I i thank god that you guys showed up but i could be focused on all the empty seats no i'm going to be focused on you guys i'm i thank god this is a miracle church God's growing this church. Glory to God. Amen. And you just got to believe that. Amen. Glory to God. And what, and what he has to do is grow us. Amen. And then we get so full of God, we start inviting people in left and right. And, and eventually they come in. Amen. Glory to God. It says here, the Holy Spirit is likened to win. Uh, it's unpredictable. You know, God is not always predictable. I'm going to say that again. God is not always predictable. Sometimes God will move in a certain way in our life. Maybe he'll give us a dream. And then, then next time we're praying for some wisdom, we're expecting him to give us another dream. And, you know, he may not give you another dream. He may, he may give it to you a different way. He may, it might be a prophetic word that goes forth. It might be a preacher saying something. It might be somebody that God moves on their heart to give you a word of knowledge. So, so God is unpredictable, and I believe that's good because uh, God doesn't want to be predictable because if he was predictable, we don't need to walk by faith. I'm going to say again, if God was predictable, then we can predict everything he's going to do. But we don't know everything he's going to do. We know that he's going to do good things, but we got to get a revelation of that. And in John 3, 5, and 8, it says here, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of the water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, 
and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So we see here that, uh, that Jesus is likening, again, the Holy Spirit as to wind. Amen. He's saying the Holy Spirit is likened to wind. And wind, you can't tell when the wind, where the wind comes from at times. It can come from the east, west. It can come from here. Sometimes it blows all around. And so the Holy Spirit's like that. So what am I saying to you today? That we can't put the Holy Spirit in a box. His name's not Jack. So we can't put him in a box. In other words, the Holy Spirit is unpredictable even in the way that he's, he, he saves people. The, the, you know, sometimes I, I watch some of these evangelists on TV. I know one particular one. And he has a set way of trying to win people to God. And, and, he, and he has a way and he has a program. This is how you have to do it. No, God can do it a thousand different ways. And sometimes we, we, we get hung up on, I can only do this script. If I, if I do this script, then that's the only way somebody can be saved. But no, no, God can save you a lot of different ways. Amen. Uh, I got saved, and you know my story, but I got saved uh, in church. Thank God, on a Sunday night. And, and the Holy Spirit drew me while I was waiting tables that, that, that Sunday night, and they, and they phased me out, and I got to church late that night. I got there at the end of the service, and I got there right at the altar call. I mean, I mean, I think about that. That's I don't even remember what the, what the preacher preached. I, I just heard the altar call. I just got there right at the end. Amen. I know I, I worked at a Chinese restaurant. I knew I was smelling like Chinese food. Amen. And, uh, and, uh, and, and so the Holy Spirit was there. And when, when, the, when the preacher said, you need God, raise your hand. If you need Jesus. I didn't even know why I was there. But the Holy Spirit pro- raised my hand up. You know, I think it was an angel. I know because my mom was praying for me because I was out there. Anybody ever been out there? Amen. That you feel like, you know, and you might know some people that you feel like is too far from God. Nobody's too far for God to reach. Nobody's too far. Don't give up on anybody. Keep fighting for people's salvations. Please keep fighting. It doesn't matter where they might be at. You keep praying for them. I'm praying for some relatives right now that's way out there. I mean, they, they grew up in going to uh, church and all that. Now they're like 180. But I'm praying for them. I'm believing that the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit power, His presence is, is over them, drawing them by His Spirit. Amen? Do you believe that today? Amen. And so he's, he's unpredictable. And so, you know, I got saved in church, but you'd think that, well, that's, you know, if I, if I put God in a box, I would say, well, the only way you can get saved, because, you know, I'm going with my experience, a lot of people make a religion out of their own experience, I would think that may, that's the only way you can get people saved. But uh, my, my older brother, George, he was watching an evangelist on TV, and while he was watching that evangelist, he gave his heart to the Lord. So he got saved watching the evangelist on TV. Uh, another method to get people saved. Amen. It could be a number of ways. 
and uh, and then my, my and this is amazing God because God is a God of diversity. He, he's a God that you can't put in a box. And then my other brother, my brother Joel, when we got all saved in the same year, uh, he was reading a gospel track. And in that gospel tract, it talked about Jesus. As he was reading this at work, he gave his heart to God. So think about how, how diverse God is. So, so, so you don't have to just pray them into church. You just have to pray that laborers, that, that even a tract sitting, uh, you know, a gospel tract can save, amen, because the word is powerful. Amen. So, so, he's un, uh, so God is unpredictable at times. We cannot predict his movements, but, but, but he will move in his timing. In Acts 16, 16 through 8, it says here, this is the Paul, and uh, he was ministering in Philippi with Silas, and, it says, and, and they, were having, uh, they were preaching in, in Philippi. And it says here, now it happened as we went to, uh, to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us, who brought it, her masters must profit by fortune telling. And the girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. Now, when you study this out, you think, you know, first of all, Paul had some revelation. He had to get some revelation that she wasn't just promoting his ministry. Amen. In other words, she was what what the what the devil will try to do was what she was trying to do was she was trying to bring glory to Paul and Silas and not really glory to God. Okay, I'm preaching today. She was saying these men. And, and so what the devil will do, he will try to, he will twist things and he will try to pump up the person instead of pump up God. Right. And so every day she would say, these men are, 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 are powerful people, you know, or they, they show the way of salvation. So, so, so Paul, you know, why didn't the Holy Spirit move on Paul to do it the first day? I don't know. Maybe there were some people that Paul needed to minister to. But because once he did, he got thrown in jail. Him and Paul and Silas got thrown in jail. So I don't know why uh, God allowed it to, to go two or three days. Amen. But see, God's grace and he's merciful and he will allow some things, but then he will act. Amen. And when God acts, things happen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And we know Paul and Silas, after they did that, they got thrown in, in prison but, but God did a miracle, and as they praise and worship God and sing praises, you know, you know, Paul writes this stuff. We need to be praising God, singing hymns and all that. And, but Paul practiced it. And when did he practice it? He practiced it when he was at, at, at a, low, a low point in his life. And I'm telling you, if you're going to practice walking in the Holy Spirit, it's not in the high times of life. That it, that's easy to do it then. It's easy when you win the lottery or when, when something, oh, I guess you're not playing the lottery. But anyway, it's easy. <laughs> Amen. Or, or when, you, when you got blessed or you got that promotion or uh, whatever. And uh, it's easy to praise God then. But, but Paul and Silas praised God when, 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 all, when they were in the inner prison, when their feet were in stocks and their backs were beaten, they praised God. I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself today. 
And, I, and I, because, you know, when we get our attitude right, oh, I'm preaching attitude again. When we get our attitude right with God, you know, and we be thankful and we're not looking at all the negative things that's happening in our lives, but we're looking at the positive things, the Holy Spirit will move more in our lives. Am I talking to anybody today? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm telling you, we live in a negative world. It's easy to get negative, especially in this economy that we have. Has anybody grumbled about the gas? Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. Has anybody said, my God, what's going on with the gas prices? I mean, it's, oh, my Lord Jesus. I don't want to talk about the administration because you, you know, but, you know, why would you shut down a pipeline? Amen. To to make oil so we could be self-sufficient. Why would you shut that pipeline down? I won't go there. And uh, but anyway, what I'm talking about, I'm telling you, it's easy to complain. It's easy to complain about leadership, but start praying for the leader. Okay. Why isn't the leader doing this? Why won't you pray? And then maybe if there's something that you believe that that, that leader or whoever, you know, get in there, start doing some, become an advocate. Amen. Become somebody that's going to do something. Amen. That's side note. I'm not going to charge you for that. And uh, uh, when when the Holy Spirit is like the wind, it's powerful. The Holy Spirit is powerful. And I'm going to talk more about this next week. But here it says, and being assembled together. You see, see when 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 Jesus uh, uh, was raised from the dead, the Bible said he actually was here in in physical form. Uh, he spoke to over 500 people, and uh, he was here for 40 days. Amen. And, uh, and ministering, and, uh, just talking to people and showing them that he was alive. But before he left, uh, and he was with his disciples, before he was taken up in a cloud, he gave his disciples some things to do. And one of the things he said to his disciples, do not leave Jerusalem until you're in power, until you're, until you receive power from on high. And so God wants us to be empowered. And so, and so they, they, that's what they did. They, they assembled together. And in Acts 1, 4 through 8, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard it from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, in Virginia Beach, in Norfolk, in Chesapeake, and wherever you're at. I just had to add all that to that. I know it doesn't say that in the text, but we, that's where we live. So what did God, he wants us walking in some power. He wants us walking in the anointing. Somebody say, I'm anointed. Amen. So he wants us walking in the power of God. Amen. In Acts 8, 4, and 7, when, when the church was filled with the Holy Spirit, it says here, therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And multitude with one accord heeded the things spoke by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out. And many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. So what, what is God calling each one of us, us, us into? He's calling us into a supernatural ministry. 
You're called to be in a supernatural ministry. What? What? Me? Pastor? You're the one that's called to be in a supernatural ministry. That's why people come up for you to pray for them, right? No, but you can pray for people. And you got the power. Look at your name and say, you got the power. You got the power. You got the Holy Spirit power resident on the inside of you. And we see here that Philip, they, 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 he's coined the evangelist. He was, he was, casting, out, he was uh, casting out demons and he was healing the sick and doing miracles. And I believe that the Bible says that the latter rain, I'm talking to somebody today, will be greater than the former rain. What does that mean? Well, I mean the former rain is in the book of Acts when, all, when the Holy Spirit was doing it. You could say the Acts of the Apostle, but it's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And, and you could say that this, these were powerful times. God's bringing us back into those days. Oh, I'm preaching today. God's bringing us back in the day where we're going to see more and more miracles. Somebody say, I believe that. And God's preparing us for miracles. You believe that today? And I've seen miracles. We, we've seen it all through the years since I've been ministering. We've seen people healed, delivered, set free. Um, you know, I had the, the I've, I've even cast out demons before. Amen. Under the anointing of God. Nothing that I was going to try to do my, in my own power. Amen. But, but God can do it. And, and, and God's calling each one of you. Amen. To be powerful people of God. Now let me talk to you a little bit before I close down the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we're talking about power. We're talking about the Holy Spirit doesn't want to just come upon you. But he he wants to be not only in you, I'm sorry, but he wants to come upon you for service. And so here uh, the Holy Spirit uh, gives us rest. You know, the Holy Spirit's job is to help us to rest when all turmoil is going around in our lives. Amen. And that's why I'm going to talk to you next week about the power of praying in the Holy Spirit. Because, because when you receive the Holy Spirit in your life and you pray in the Holy Spirit, it will give you peace. Amen. Amen. Some, some of us, I remember I had a headache one time. I prayed in the Holy Spirit. My headache went away. Why? Maybe it was a tension headache. <laughs> and I needed some peace. Hello. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Maybe it was something that was causing, because headaches, you know, sometimes you get tension headaches. Anybody ever had one? Well, the Holy Spirit will help you there. I like what it says in, uh, uh, in Isaiah 63, 14. Like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how you are guided, your, uh, your people, to make for yourself a glorious name. So we see here the Spirit of God gives, gives peace. Amen. I like what John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So, so what is he saying? You could say the Holy Spirit is peace. He's our comforter. He's our standby. He's our very present help in time of need. He's saying, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives to, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, trouble, not let it be afraid. The Holy Spirit gives us direction. I'm telling you, if you're lacking direction in your life, if you don't know where to go, if, 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 there's, if you're coming up against something that you just don't understand, then you can ask God for some direction in your life. Amen? And we need direction. We need wisdom. The Bible says get, get, all, get wisdom and all your wisdom get understanding. 
So we need to get some understanding of where we're at. Sometimes we think we need a miracle, but we probably need wisdom more than we need the miracle. Okay, I'm preaching today. Lord, if you can just get me the money, but yeah, but that might work short term. But what, what long term? You might be asking that again the following month. So you've got to go from, you know, quit believing God for miracles and start walking in the blessing. And when you walk in the blessing, you don't need the miracle. You become the miracle. I'm preaching today. When you're walking in the blessing of God, you become the miracle instead of needing a miracle every day. Now, God will do miracles. But when you walk in the blessing, say, I'm walking in the blessing. You become the miracle. Amen. So the Holy Spirit will give us direction in Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way the Spirit helps our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldly groanings. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So we see here that sometimes uh, we come ag- up against something in our lives that we don't know how to pray. Uh, a tragedy, something happened, uh, a major um, situation in our life. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will help you pray out direction and show you what you need to do. He, he, will, he will hook up with you, amen, through prayer. I remember that I was, about, I was at Rhema going to Bible, I was at Bible school and a Bible college and I just graduated and I was making my plans to stay in, in Oklahoma. I wasn't planning on coming back to Virginia Beach. And so I was praying, and through my praying, and then I, you know, I, I have the gift of the Holy Spirit of speaking in tongues. Through speaking in tongues, I interpret my tongues, and because God gives you, can give you a gift of interpretation. So God doesn't want you just praying out things you don't know. He wants you interpreting it. Okay, I'm going to the next level here. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was praying out, and sometimes that's good, because sometimes it's good to be dumb, fat, and happy. In other words, if you, if, you don't, if, if, God, if you don't know what God's telling you, then you have no responsibility. Some people like that. That's why, they don't te- that, that's why they don't go after God, because they want to live their life for themselves. Oh, I'm preaching today. But if you don't want to live your life for yourself and live for God, you need to start seeking God. So I was seeking God's perfect will, because everyone, you, you need God's perfect will. And you know what the Lord told me? And I, was, and I had a house out there. He said, go help Pastor Joe. I said, help Pastor Joe? I said, well, you know, and, you know, I was like, but I escaped that church. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, mean, I left that church from the beach. I was happy to come to the big church, Rhema Church. And, uh, and, and I, I, you know, I had, I was, I, you know, I mean, I loved the church. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't against the church. But, but you know, I was looking for more. And, and, of course, it was a small local church here in Virginia Beach. But, but, uh, but, the, but the Lord said, I want you to help Pastor Joe. And I, and, and I would pray that out two or three times. It would come out of my mouth, help Pastor Joe. I said, oh. <laughs> right? And, uh, but you know what? God always has the best plan. And if God has the best plan, then we go with his plan. And, and I did. I went and helped Pastor Joe, glory to God. Uh, which was the pastor that started this church, found, found, found in pastors of the church, Pastor Joan Ann Warren. And, um, and they founded the church. They called it Faith Acts Church. Amen? And so what, what am I saying? Well, now I'm the pastor. 
Glory to God. I didn't know exactly what God was going to do in my life, but I just obeyed. You know, the Bible says trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Sometimes it's not easy obeying. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. It's not easy getting up and going to church every Sunday morning. It, sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes you, you deal with stuff. I mean, I mean, I, sometimes, you know, sometimes I have sleepless nights, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I had a hard time sleeping a couple uh, Sundays back. And I'm telling you, I, I woke up, I was so tired and I, I was doing jumping jacks before I got here. <laughs> I was doing pull-ups. Why? I was waking up. Amen. I was praying and God got me there. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and so praise God. And, uh, but God is good. He's, 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 he's amazing. So, so the Spirit of the Lord, uh, He gives us direction, and that direction is good for our life. The, the Holy Spirit gives us freedom. Can I, can I talk today? Uh, he wants to give us freedom, and really He wants to give us freedom from anything that's coming against us that's not life. In other words, Jesus said, I came that you may have Zoe life again, right? And if there's something that you're doing, maybe there's something that's killing your life, God wants it out of your life. I mean, it could be just stress. He wants that out of your life. If there's, it's, if there's a vice, he wants that out of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And the, and, the, and the Spirit of God can empower you to get whatever vices that we may be dealing with out of our lives. Romans 8, 2, because God's Holy Spirit is powerful enough to do that. In other words, he can help you. The Holy Spirit can help you in, what, in whatever you're being hindered in. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. I love this because you are free from the law of sin and death. In other words, sin doesn't have any power to reign over you. You have power to reign over sin and sickness, poverty, glory to God. You have that power. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do that. In Titus 2.12 says, In training us to reject godliness, ways and worldly desires to live temperately just as uh, devoutly in this age. So, so it says here that the Holy Spirit will, will help us to reject uh, godless ways and worldly desires. So the Holy Spirit will help us reject the godly, uh, godless ways and worldly desires. Can I say that again? In other words, sometimes our flesh wants to, wants to consume the wrong things. Um, can I say that again? Amen. I mean, some of us rather have donuts than broccoli. I mean, that's just the way it is. Amen. My kids want ice cream all the time, but we've got to give them some real food. Amen. And so, and, so, and so your flesh wants to consume sometimes junk, and the Holy Spirit will help you avoid that. Amen. Uh, the Holy Spirit is amazing. So he can give us freedom to, to, to love and, 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 and to do what he's calling us to do. The Holy Spirit gives us power. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, so I'm telling you, you're supposed to be walking in power. You're supposed to be a powerful Christian. Amen. You're supposed to be, I'm telling you, people should sense the presence of God on you. I, I'm really serious about this. Smith Wigglesworth walked in such power. The Bible, uh, I was reading one time, I heard this testimony, that he was, he, was, he was riding in a train. Back then they rode in trains. 
And he sat in a train next to somebody, and the guy that was sitting by in Smith Wigglesworth said, My God, even your presence, he said, he said, he said My Lord, my, even your presence convicts me of sin. Ooh, glory to God. You mean that God can be so much on you that you can actually cause people to be convicted where they're at in their life? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The Holy uh, Spirit gives us ministry. Amen? And in Luke 4.18, uh, we, we see here this is Jesus. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, and the blind will see, and the oppressed will be set free. So, so you can say this, that, that this was Jesus, what, what I feel that Jesus preached everywhere He went. He preached that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him to, to, and has anointed him to, do, to, to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim captives and to release the blind and, and to see and the oppressed be set free. And so you could say that's your job description too. Okay, I'm going to the next level today. You could say that's your job. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Amen. I'm trying to stir you up this morning. Because, you know, some of us, all we live our life is trying to get out of our problems. But life is more than just trying to get out of our problems. Am I preaching to anybody today? We turn our our Christian faith into God, get me out of here. (laughs) We focus on, Father, help me with this problem and help me with this problem and help me with this problem. We get... So blinded, we don't see that we can be the solution to other people's problems. And so every, everything we think about is, okay, what can God do for me to get me out of this trouble? No. God's already gotten you out of trouble. God's already seated you in heavenly places. The Bible says you're seated in heavenly places. Far above. Far above. All wicked spirits. Amen. You're seated with Christ, glory to God. So the Holy Spirit gives us ministry. Here it says here, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. Uh, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself, to Jesus Christ, and given us the ministry of reconciliation. So you have the ministry of reconciliation, glory to God. What does that mean? We're called to reach people for Christ. I want to encourage you, you know, don't give up. Keep, keep witnessing. Keep inviting people into church. Keep passing out uh, ministry cards. Keep talking to people wherever you're at. If you're in a restaurant, talk to the waiter, the waitress, and minister to them. Invite them to church. Amen. Uh, invite the people you already know in your realm of influence. Glory to God. You go to a grocery store. Maybe you see the same clerk every week. Start, you know, start talking to them. Hey, how's your day going? Oh, not too good, they say. Uh, what's going on? Well, my back hurts. You know, we got a healing min- uh, service coming up. You need to come out to our healing service. You know, that's the things we need to be doing. And when we all start doing that, coming together, witnessing wherever we're at, I'm telling you, God's going to add more to the church. He will add to the church daily as those to be saved. Amen? Glory to God. So, so in, in 1 Corinthians, it says in 12, 28, it says, God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets and teachers, after this miracles, the gifts of healings, helps, administrators, administrations, varieties of tongues. Notice it says uh, uh, helps. It says here helps. 
That's why we have a dream team. The dream team of our ushers and our teachers uh, and, and, and our greeters and all that, we got a dream team for you to, to hook into. And we, you know what? We have openings. We're looking for some ushers. We're looking for some more, more teachers. We're looking for some children, uh, nursery workers. Amen. We're looking for a, a sound, uh, some more people that we can uh, help in the sound system. And God wants to anoint you to help. Amen. Thank God for James, who might be looking for a flag person if he doesn't get too tired putting the flags up. Amen. And so I, so I want to encourage you. Pray about maybe what you might need to fit in to the church and all that. And then, and then, and then, and start putting your hand to the plow. Why? Because you have a ministry. We have a ministry. We got the worship team, but we got a full house up here. That's why I didn't mention it. We got a full house up here. I don't know if we can fit any more worshipers up here. But, uh, but, uh, but praise God. We, you have a, say, look at your neighbor and say, you have a ministry. And so, you know, you, you may not start off in the place that you want to, you know, I didn't start off pastoring. I started off ushering. And then I became a teacher. And I taught the kids. And I became a youth minister. And I taught the, and I taught the teenagers. And if you can make it through youth ministry, you can make it through anything. And I made it through youth ministry. And we've seen kids uh, saved and delivered and set free in that ministry over the years. And God used me to do that. But that was practice. For me, now I'm in the five-fold ministry. What does that mean, the five-fold ministry, Pastor? That means, you know, the apostle, the prophet, the, 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 the teacher, like Joyce Meyer, you know, the evangelist, and, and these, these four-front ministries, amen? And so I, I'm, 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 now I'm a pastor, glory to God. Hallelujah. And, but I would have never became a pastor unless I started ushering. Uh, are you listening to what I'm saying? I would never became a pastor unless I started working with the children in children's church. And, and I even did the sound. I was a sound man, glory to God. Loved it back there. Because I could make faces at you guys you would never know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I, I loved being back there because it was like I was hidden. Glory to God. And I remember that I was, I was serving. The Holy Spirit told me, you, got, you know, I'm closing here. He told me that I was going to be the next pastor of the church. And, uh, and I was serving in every capacity you could think of in ministry. I was hushering, children's church. I was the youth minister. You could say, I've done it all, amen? And, uh, but, uh, you know, I remember that I was saying, God, when, God, when are you going to make me the pastor? Because you've been telling, the Holy Spirit, you've been telling me this for years. I mean, it was four years that the Holy Spirit would tell you, you're going to be the pastor. I said, when? You're going to be the pastor. Oh, yeah, actually, the Holy Spirit said, you are the pastor. I never told the pastor that. <laughs> I didn't want to get thrown out of church. But, um, are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And, uh, but one day, uh, the pastors called me up, invited me to their house, and said, we're retiring, and we feel that the Lord wants you to take the church. How do you feel about it? Well, I thank God that the Holy Spirit already prepared me three years earlier and showed me that I was going to be the next pastor. And I, was a, I knew how to answer that question. And I said, yes, I believe that God is leading me to be the next pastor. But I don't know if I would have said yes if the Holy Spirit didn't tell me all through the years that I was going to be the pastor. And I'm going to say this to you today, and I'm closing. God's preparing some of you. Yes, He is. He's preparing some of you for some great things ahead. But you're going to have to start doing the little things. 
Some of you, he's, he's preparing you to be, be uh, to, to, some of you, he might make millionaires. But you may need to start tithing and giving offerings. Because if you, if you, if you, can't, if you can't just do the little, then, you, then God can't give you greater things in the kingdom. So if you can't just tithe and give offerings, then how, how is he going to trust you with greater wealth? He can't. If you're faithful and little, you're going to be, uh, you, you, if you're faithless and little, you'll be faithless and much. Amen? And so I just want to encourage you. Everything takes small steps. And you take small steps and you start doing these small steps of obedience and pretty soon you're walking in that ministry that God called you to. Amen? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you that you are great, mighty, and glorious, and that you're raising this church up of, to be a mighty church for you. And I believe it is a mighty church. And I thank you for the people here that's in the audience and those that are watching online. And, and I'm going to say this, that God has a calling for those that are watching right now and, or listening to the sound of my voice. God has a calling on your life. And the number one calling is to ha- have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus. That is the number one calling that he has for each one of us is to develop that relationship with him. And so if that's you and you're listening to my voice or, or watching, then this is a day of salvation. It may, you may not have another chance. So I want to invite you uh, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can do that by praying this simple prayer after me and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.